0: Welcome to the next episode of Splitting Cases. This man is a man of contradictions, you would say. Whoa. Uh, he is... His
1: name is Phil. What's your profession first? My profession is a technical director for a football association, Macquarie Football Association. And you came from playing football yourself, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I I was a professional football player after leaving school in England and, uh, wasn't good enough to make the top grade over there came over this side of the world New Zealand first of all and then Australia played in the top levels of the New Zealand and Australian football coached a bit and yeah yeah. and then uh, and then and then 41 years after my last full time football <laughs> job, I got another one. So, yay! Uh, yay. So, I'm full time in football again. Yeah. <laughs> but you've always been part time in commentating and doing different things as well, which is where I've met you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, doing uh, the Jets A League commentaries with uh, my friend Darren Carney. We've been doing them for the best part of 15 years now. I think 14, 15 years. I'll have to cool. have a tot up and see how long we've been doing it for. But we're just about suited up and ready to go again. Yeah, in a couple of weeks' time. So, you know, we can talk. Indeed, but it's very evident. So far. <laughs> but I, Adam, I, I, my mother is a teacher of speech and drama, so it sort of comes fairly naturally. Oh, that yeah. works perfectly.
0: <laughs> the contradiction of sorts, but not so much now that I know your mum's uh, into drama and speech. You're a DJ.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, even that's fairly, come fairly late in life as well. So I always wanted to do it, uh, yeah. going back many, many years, or you know, from when I was a teenager, really, and I'm. You know, I don't mind admitting I'm in my early 60s now, so... Uh, it's okay. And then a couple of times over the last 40 years since I emigrated, um, I have got uh, behind the mites and on the, on the decks, uh, but only a couple of times until the last few years. And yeah. uh, I was lucky enough to, uh, to meet someone who was heavily into it, and heavily into the same sort of music that I liked as well and uh, and that really helped and we just uh, we just hit it off instantly and all of a sudden uh, I was going to just lend him some of my old records that I brought mm. from England with me in the early 70s and he said you might as well play them yourself so I did and now a sort of semi-professional DJ. That is <laughs> awesome and we'll
0: get to where you're DJing next in a quick second amidst baby in the background baby pointy who just wants to be <laughs> part of the podcast poju yes as uh you but not mrs pointy like him to be referred to uh you're just training him up to be on the podcast then. pretty much pretty much he's just getting used to like i'm in the other room but i want to be on mic <laughs> what is your chosen subject
1: my chosen subject for today sir is northern soul
0: first of all what is northern soul and why is it different to just like soul music
1: look i'll I'll, I'll work backwards if you like um real true northern soul aficionados will he tell you i'm not a real true northern (laughs) soul person because i actually left england before northern soul became popular so um so there therein lies the story i suppose of how i come to be djing now um northern soul uh in the mid 70s was an offshoot of soul, Motown, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but um, the soul, you know, Motown was like a big '60s thing to start. Yeah, right? yeah, and it, and it was huge, particularly in England. For some reason, it was bigger in England than it was in in the US mm. because, of course, at that time, you used to have uh, problems with a lot of the radio stations wouldn't play what they called race music. Yeah, and uh, uh, but coming from Liverpool and the, uh, Liverpool is a is a hotbed of music and around about that time of course we had the Beatles come into prominence mm. and all and and what they call Mersey beats so us as kids growing up and getting into you know it, well we were 11 12 getting into teenagers we were we were all mad on the Beatles and we were listening yeah. to a lot of the Beatles early stuff and it wasn't till a few years later that you actually found out much of their early stuff was copied from the likes of Chuck Berry um, People like that, and also a lot of Motown stuff as well. So yeah, you know those the first couple uh, of you, albums, yeah. Please, Mister Postman, uh, things like that. So really gotta uh, hold on you me. really got a hold on me, money. Um, yeah, you know Barrett Strong, Song money. Yeah, you know, so there was heaps of them. People that you didn't realize, you didn't know. He "Oh, the Beatles are really good, and they're singing all these." But they were, they were, uh, they were really, really popular. And also, you you had the the thing with. Uh, we had Liverpool being as big seaport. Hmm. We had a lot of merchant seamen. Of course, they were going over to America. They were sailing across to New York and the likes. And uh, and they were going, and they were hearing these songs on the radio. Yeah. And then they were bringing the disc back with them and the playing. Yeah. And that's how the Beatles found them. And yeah. that's how the rest of us found them as well. And uh, um, so. My story, like, when I was 13, 14, I suppose, and we listened to the Beatles and we listened to all, all that, and we oh, yeah, this is really good, you know, we we'll love it. And then the Beatles started uh, writing songs similar to the Motown and the Soul sort of stuff. And then they uh, then they started to get away from that. And that's when we started moving away. yeah. But I also had an older brother who was into folk music, and he's still into folk music, unfortunately. (laughs) You say that like it's a very dirty word. (laughs) He's into. Hush, hush. Yeah, you know, and it's. it's, Well, there's, there's, you know. well, there's this good folk. And That's this, a whole other podcast. Whole <laughs> whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think so, yeah. so um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit like Alexi Sale, who I used to go to school with, if you know Alexi Sale. Cool. I used to be in the same class as Alexi Sale, and he, he talks about jazz, and he says uh, there's, there's two types of jazz, there's traditional jazz, and then there's uh, ordinary jazz. I can't remember what it is now, and he said, and you know what? He said, they're both fucking crap. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, but it, and, that, and folk music's a bit like that as well yeah so uh, and then it was 13 about 13, 14 starting to take an interest in girls got the youth club and that and one day someone brought in this record we used to play records on the turntable and that and one day someone brought in this song by the Isley Brothers This Old Heart of Mine on Motown mm. And it was like a revelation. That just the light bulb went on. I said, "What is this?" And the girls were dancing to. It and I thought, "Oh yes, I want to. Okay. I want to be a part of this." There's not many know? girls dancing to folk music. No, <laughs> not you know. Morrison. Maybe to jazz,
2: but yeah, those girls yeah, yeah. are. Yeah, you don't yeah, want to yeah, go over those guys yeah,
1: yeah modest dancers and now well you know I mean, that's, that's another subject as well <laughs> so we'll leave that but um, yeah so I thought oh this is what I, where I want to be and then so I started exploring a bit more the soul music and I was I was hooked folk music they lost me forever after that so uh, and that's where it all started for me but so, so you to... had your own little Judas
2: Bob Dylan moment
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. very much so yeah yeah, yeah. No, folk I had to walk away I'm sorry but I still don't yeah. understand like Soul meets Northern Soul. what's the difference? <sighs> okay, well, in the mid, well, early to mid 70s, Seoul started changing and it went into, it was going to funk. It, and Liverpool didn't really get into Northern Seoul. Um, and it started getting into a bit more of the funk type yeah. stuff. But there was a lot of soul aficionados who said, "No, we're not into that. We want to, um, we want to keep listening to soul." At the time there was psychedelia and all that yeah. sort of stuff as well. So you know, they were tr- experimenting a bit more with musical sounds as well. The true soul fans wanted true soul. You know, they yeah. want. And and I'll, I'll go back to what my brother said. You know, the the folk fan. He says, like uh, Ah, oh, he said, you and your your soul music. He said, <laughs> some of it was all right. He said, but there was a lot of dross. And he's probably right. But there was also a lot of brilliant stuff that never saw the light of day. Mm. Because there was that much... The, the top 40 had probably half at the time, half of, of it was soul type music, Motown or soul. Yeah, And so, you know, ordinary pop, you know... It, and any the others, they weren't going to get no looking, if you know what I mean. So yeah, 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 yeah. So, so and were, in America, there was a lot of soul artists who just weren't getting airplay. Yeah, because uh, it was so flooded. Yeah, yeah. They, they couldn't all be hit because there was just so much good stuff. And the northern soul. So,
0: I feel like uh, that's your brain at the moment. Like it's got so many great ideas and excitement. <laughs> it's all trying to cram through the one door of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and it all filters, it's, it's filters, filters from different directions as well. It's, it's so, because of my scene and the northern Soul scene and the Soul scene and the American yeah. town of it and everything. And, it, and it's really hard to sort of put it into, into perspective, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so the, my wife and I, my, well, yeah. she's now my wife of 40-something years. We, we were dating and, uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. So yeah. we were going to the clubs and we were dancing to soul. And we were buying the records hmm. and, uh, and with then we, we just thought there were soul records and that, you know, and then it started to change. Then we emigrated, et cetera. So, um, and we went to New Zealand. We thought, uh, we thought soul music had died, but it wasn't. There was a real underground current, if you like, which, which became Northern soul, Yeah. Okay. Um, so pause for a breath. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, um, so where do we go next with all this? So there was all this stuff that wasn't that wasn't being released in the UK. So a lot of a lot of stuff that the merchant Seaman had brought over, yeah. and the DJs were playing it, and then we were all going, "Oh, where can I get a copy of that?" You know, and I can remember buying copies of of, of the singles from uh, from DJs at the club that we used yeah. to go to. You know, and uh, so so they you know they, they were getting them and selling them, and then DJs. Wanted to find a few more unplayed sort of things. So people sort right, of oh, this is new to me. It was yeah, a competition
2: is... to find what hadn't been heard.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, let's let's find a real good dancer. You know. Yeah. Uh, so, so they would. Some of them then started saying, "Right, I'm going to America." And they went to the warehouses and they and they went and found what wasn't going to release and getting them played and everything. And they, and they brought them back with them. Yeah. 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 And uh, so and they said, well, here's a new one you wouldn't have heard before. And if it went down well, you know, they play this play. And then they'd say, well, I've got 20 copies of this. Who wants to buy them, <laughs> you know? So, So. and that's how the word got round. Yeah. So, um, so Liverpool, as I say, didn't go into, uh, get into Northern Soul, it it probably had a harder edge and wanted to move on into into funk and that sort of stuff. But um, various pockets of the country started getting into what they now call Northern Soul, what they then called Northern Soul. And the term Northern Soul was coined by a uh, record store um, owner in London, believe Mm. it or not, because the same time, the 70s. All the football fans were travelling around. The, 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 so it has a link to soccer as well. Yeah, so absolutely. maybe so. not so many contradictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, soccer fans were travelling. So, so t- soccer fans would say travel say from Manchester or Sheffield or something like that down to London to watch their team. While they were there, they would go in the record shops. Mm. And they're right, what, what have you got in the way of soul? You know, and yeah. been, uh, you can't see me fingers going through the racks here. But, uh, <laughs> you are. But, uh, they, it was an expert crate digger Yeah. So, uh, of so, course, they would go down, what have you got in the way of soul? And, and a record shop owner by the name of Dave Grodin in London mm. said to his staff, right, we've got the Sheffield fans coming down this weekend, so... Let's make sure that we've got all that soul stuff that they like out the yeah. front. The northern soul stuff. Yeah. And that's how, the, that's how the term northern soul northern came is back. coming down. Yeah. And I imagine a lot
0: of it was like that stuff that was brought over that wasn't a hit in America. It was stuff that they wanted something new or something completely unknown. And so therefore, it's only a hit in a certain region. And so it can be defined like that. Yeah,
1: very much so. Yeah. So, so... Northern Soul Club sprang up, Wigan, which is just between uh, Manchester and Liverpool, the equidistant from Manchester to Liverpool, yeah. and Liverpool, uh, and Stoke and Wolverhampton, and places like that. They had their own. I know uh-huh. so
0: many of those names from Smith's songs.
1: All right, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. You, I don't know many Smith songs, so there you go. So um, yeah, so they they would uh, uh, they had their own club, and then they started getting into all nighters and doing all nighters, yeah, you know. Right. So. Which was heavily influenced. Well, not heavily influenced, but you know, they've had a fair amount of drugs to keep people awake and going, and everything. You know, they needed a few drugs, and they'd go from like <laughs> midnight to eight o'clock or yeah. something like that. And you know, they'd all pile out on a Sunday morning, and you know, basically, it was only It wasn't alcohol in a lot of the places; they didn't serve alcohol, you know? uh, so yeah. so they needed something to keep them oh, going. Yeah, you know, yeah. so um, so yes, and and a, and a big part of it. and This is the other reason why I can't be a truer northern soul aficionado in the, in the real sense of the word, is that I can't dance. The big part is the dancing. What? The, oh, yeah, and there was, you know, outrage. Yeah, no,
0: no, no. Well, you were going with your wife to clubs and dancing ah, and stuff, yeah, what were you
1: doing? Yeah, I don't have the best of rhythm, unfortunately, she'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so they were, uh, I see the Temptations and the Four Tops and a lot of the uh, mm. uh, the soul groups of course they all had their dance steps it was all part of the show and they yeah. had their dance steps and everything And surely
0: the dance uh, steps would have been easier to learn than just like free dancing oh and
1: well, then they expanded on it you That's see true. so they were all trying to outdo one another and of course you know late at night and then we maybe had a few drugs too many you know they sort of got to behave like, they were uh, very energetic it was, <laughs> it was very energetic and the Northern Soul film itself uh, there's a just uh, Elaine Constantine is uh, who sort of grew up in that era she's just made a film in the last oh, one, 12 months or so about oh, cool. Northern Seoul and you'll see a lot of the dance steps and everything in there and and of course you know a lot of these soul and they, they used to get they do these outrageous splits and everything so of course the guys were getting on the dance floor it almost like peacocks strutting yeah. you know and doing these splits And so there were the these guys that backdrops. were like yeah
0: look at me I'm a sweet dancer
1: Yeah, yeah, and then the fashions came—the baggy pants and the white skirts and all that—and they used to sprinkle talcum powder on the floor so the feet would move. Slide around a bit. Yeah, this was serious. Oh, it's very serious. Yeah, yeah. But so else. I was over here when it was all happening. So I, so I missed all that. So I'm, I'm thinking. Sure,
0: you've got a bit of FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, like it's like, oh well, I've got all this music, but what are these people doing? Well,
1: yeah, and that's the next thing. Of course, a few years ago, I was in a job and I was working with a guy. Dan Phelan who's well known as a DJ around the Newcastle area, and Dan's a graphic designer, and I was working on a newspaper with Dan at the time. And uh, one day we were locking up the door, and one of the other guys said, "Oh, I need a witness to see me lock the door." And I started singing the old Marvin Gaye song, "Can I Get a Witness?" (laughs) And Dan says, "Oh, that's a great song." And I said you're too young to know that song he said no 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 he said no no he said no, no. he said I love all that sort of music I said oh do you I said I've got a stack of it at home I said brought it out from England with me you know hundreds of records he said, I said and then I, we, we got talking and he said oh no we we have this uh, DJ group called Reggae Got Soul um, he said we do a regular show and in those days it used to be the Great Northern mm. and I said oh I've been meaning to go to that and, uh, and he says well I'd, you should come down so I said, well, yeah, and I'll bring some records in and you can put them on. And uh, so I brought my records in for him one day mm. and he's gone through them. He said, God, he said, there's some great northern soul in there. And I went, hang on. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? And I just thought, well, these are just soul records. Oh, he said, you've got a lot of good northern soul in there yeah. as well. He's, and I said. Yeah, well, and I knew a little bit of, I'd heard of Northern Soul, but I didn't really know about it. So I started looking at what I had and then I started digging a bit more around into Northern Soul Mm. and found out a bit more about that. So anyway, you know, Dan says, oh, we've we've got a gig coming up at the Great Northern in a few weeks time. He said, you should come down. So I did. And I said, well, you you can play any of them records. So I went and lent him my records and he put them on. He said, oh, next time. He said, you should put them on yourself. I said just show me what to do then and I will <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was about four years ago and since so i so you're DJing the, from records and just queuing up the next one yeah yeah yes yeah, yeah just like the old time yeah the old time just and, and and that's I suppose that's our niche we we won't play anything other than vinyl. yeah 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 so uh were
0: you know, your records that you brought around brought, still in good condition
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And people go, oh, look at these. You know, and they, they, they come over to the decks and they go, oh, look at these. You have the original vinyl. Take a step in. back and keep your yeah, drink yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. Um, get, sometimes it gets a bit crowded in there and they get a bit close. And I'm uh, not quite neurotic, but I'm nearly there. And, and I said to people, I said, you know, this song that's on now? And they go, yeah, yeah. I'm I said, that's been in a cupboard for 40 years. I said, that this is the first time it's been played in 40 years. Huh?
0: <gasps> That's awesome. Um, well, the reason I know about even like the concept of Northern Soul, I know Pointy has, have you ever read the Nick Hornby book, Juliet Naked? Juliet Naked? No, that's no. the
1: Nick Hornby book I haven't read. So yeah, it, that's it came I'm... out
0: a few years ago and it's sort of about um, an oh. aging musician who sort of hasn't played in a long time and I can't remember the exact plot of it anymore. but. He's sort of recalling a lot of times in his past in Manchester in Northern Soul Clubs. And a lot of it's about the Northern Soul scene in, like the, in the 60s, 70s. And so that's, that made me click onto Northern Soul. And you've read that as well,
2: right? I have, yes. Well, I think it's our love for Nick Hornby is well documented at this point.
0: I feel like he has had a bit to do with that scene as well. Like he has to to write about
2: it. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah. I think Nick Hornby's a lover of all sorts of music, and yeah, yeah, and he and grew football. up in England. Uh, and Football, <laughs> <laughs> so it's quite appropriate,
1: pitch, really. Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, that's the first uh, Nick Hornby book I ever read, Fever Pitch. Yeah, and and I, you're obviously bloody into football. I, yeah, and I listen to your podcast of High Fidelity a few weeks ago and I have a High Fidelity story if you want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> please do. Had, All-time favourite movie slash book. Yes, I pro- yeah, I'm i not far away from that, I wouldn't think. Um, I didn't know about High Fidelity until I boarded a plane going back to England on one of our trips yeah. home and we going through the films and so, oh, I'm going to watch it. Nick Hornby, High Fidelity, record shop owner, Blondie. I know, oh, I thought that sounds like <laughs> me. I'll watch yeah, that. Yeah, it does. And... Um, so I'm watching, and you know it was good. I was enjoying it and everything. And uh, Jack Black's in there with his group, and you know, grunge and argumentative and all this sort of thing. Yeah. And then it gets towards the end of the uh, the movie, and, and they go off to watch Jack Black singing with his group and everything. Yeah. And they and no one knew what quite what to expect from him when he got on stage. Yeah, yeah. And there's me with the earphones in and the first thing that comes out of his mouth when he gets on stage is the Marvin Gaye song let's get it on oh, yeah. and i just uh, an audible Oh, all over the plane! <laughs> and it's a pretty a, awesome version of it uh, as yeah, well. He does very well, actually. It? Yeah, he does very well with it. So, uh, so that's my high fidelity story. So I embarrassed myself on a plane to England. That's awesome. Don't <laughs> worry
0: about it. Someone, someone out there is going. Do <laughs> you remember this guy? He was like, "Oh
1: my god!" <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, you've got um, this book here, Northern Soul: The Definitive Top 500. And looking through the top 500 at a glance, like the list version, yeah. you've got certain things highlighted and
1: other things not. Yeah. What's the system? The system is basically the ones I've got on 45. Is the, the ones, ones that I are highlighted, I'm the ones you've got? got yeah, yeah. Um, I had a, a, oh, probably about 30, 40 of them. Yeah. Before I met Dan. And, of course, the worst of it is now since meeting him and DJing and finding out a bit more about Northern Soul, I've dug even further. And, of course, I've become a collector, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> so my record collection of about 300 when 40-odd years ago when I left England in the last five years has probably grown to about 600.
0: So you're much further down the rabbit hole. now. A lot further down the rabbit (laughs) hole. But a lot of the time for collections, all it takes is someone to sort of enable you and say, you know, like, you should look at this, you should look look at this, and you're like, yes.
2: I think music and collecting go hand in hand. Like, because if you like something, like if it really, you know, touches you, you want to have it, like you're like oh, I need that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I, I don't know about all this uh, vinyl business being warmer than uh, than, sure. than CDs and all this and that. Because you know, to be honest, I don't have a really have a musical bone in my body, you know, and so I can't play an instrument or anything like that. But you know, I know what I like, and uh, and so since since we started doing the DJing and playing all this stuff, I've gone exploring a bit further, particularly into Northern Soul. I'm, I've also gone out and bought some of the records that I didn't have on Forty Fives myself, and oh. some of the records that I remembered and uh, I wanted to get. So I've gone out and actively searched for them as well. You know, so um, I've added to my collection that way. And of course, I'm proud to say I'm playing them at the terrace bar and places like that now. It's it's great. You know, it so is so it, cool. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've just bought. The Edwin Starr song 25 miles.": Yeah, and, and I can remember being in the Mardi Gras Club in Liverpool in 1969 with, with my wife Agnes. You know yeah, we, yeah. Was, we were 17, we don't, we'd not long met, and we were dancing to, uh, uh, we were dancing to Edwin Starr's 25 miles. And I've never had it on record. never ever had it on record. And then I saw it. I just went looking for it not so long ago, and I found it., anyway, I'm having it. Oh, yeah, you and it are. arrived last week and I've gone yes I finally got it. <laughs> so guess what's getting played at the tennis bar tomorrow night <laughs> you're you've okay so you're
0: like an internet searcher for records as well you're like you're trawling sites to look for old I parents.
1: am now yeah and I was in Perth not so long ago and, uh, and, and Perth of course has a large British immigrant population mm. and they, they love North, they, they've got an active northern soul um fan base over there that gets together and you yeah. know, dances on on a regular basis and of course there's record shops over there so I went I went trawling through the crates in, uh, in the record shops in Perth and, <laughs> and, and start... found some stuff that I wanted you know so yeah, yeah. There's, well there's quite a few um,
2: record fairs being held in Newcastle uh, over the last couple of years oh yes like... well it's...
1: Tell my, me you go them. Yeah, my mate Dan has quite a lot to do with organizing some of them as well, so, uh, so I usually manage to spend a bit of money, so yeah, I spent a bit of money at the last one too, so. Yeah, <laughs> I,
2: I cut myself off at the last one. I took $100 in and said that's, that's the limit. Well, I was about the same. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was about the same. I was like,
2: it was just before uh, my son arrived and I was like, I need to be responsible here. There's a limit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the same because if you go in with too much, you'll spend yeah. it. Cause I grabbed this handful of records. They didn't all have a, a price on from one guy. He said, oh, he's someone I said to him, who's got the best soul. You know, has anyone got soul? So I found a few things and I said, Oh, that guy over there has got a bit of soul. So I went in and started, and there wasn't many prices on us. So I'm pulling them out. and. So you it know it's
2: there. always expensive when there's no price. Yeah. On
1: it. <laughs> so I pulled about ten out, and these guys gone "How much?" And he 200 dollars or something." It's nah, because I, I only went in with hundred and twenty. So I said, "And I'd already spent some of that." And I went, "Nah, no, nah, no, nah. What's your best price?" Nah. So in the end, it's said, nah. I don't want that one. I don't want that one. I don't want that one. I'm, even then, the rest cleaned me out, so I was gone after that. You know, it's <laughs> amazing.
0: It's amazing in an era of streaming everything, how much one record can fetch. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. It's well, amazing.
1: Well, you know, you're you're thumbing through the um, the book, there, the top 500 Northern Soul songs of all time, and Kevin Roberts, the DJ in the old days, he's compiled it over the years. He stayed faithful to the mm. to the niche, if you like, or the genre, and um, the, the the top or the most popular song is Frank Wilson's Do I Love You, Indeed I Do. Yeah. And it was, we say, like, um it wasn't always the popular songs and the popular labels uh, that were that were uh, big in the northern soul scene. Well, but but this Frank Wilson, he was a producer, a writer for um, for Tamla Motel, mm-hmm. and he wrote this song and he recorded it. And then Barry Gordy said to him, well, now we, we want you to be a, uh, producer director, so you know yeah. we think you're best at producing director. He's so, from
0: uh, um, Frankie Valley and the Hoo No, 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 very no Gordy no. is Motown, right? Betty Gordy's Mo, yeah, yeah. Motow, Motown,
1: yeah, founder of Motown, yeah. Frankie Valley's another funny story in the Northern Salt scene, by the way, and we'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so Betty Gordy said to him, "You know, stick to your producing director." So this song that he wrote and performed. And also a, a white girl by, Chris, by the name of Chris Clark, also recorded on Motown. Hmm. It stayed like in, in the can. and the, But apparently they, they, they made two presses of it. And when one of these DJs from the UK went over to America looking for song, he managed to get his hands on one of them. Hmm. Don't, don't know the full story, but then someone said, oh yeah, you know, you'll like this. And it became, the, and he played it, and it became the most popular song on the Northern Soul scene, and, it's, and probably most people say it's still number one, but it's also the rarest because there's only two presses ever made. Shit. And when it changed hands the last time in the UK, it changed hands for something like twenty thousand pound. So
0: Jesus,
1: but it's still a good song, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. it's one of them. As soon as you hear it, you know, you go, wow. and it, and it's typical Motown, you know, and it's typical, um, you know, the, uh, the the arrangement of everything of it. It's just, uh, but it's just. It's rare, but it's the most popular song as well. It, it, it's really strange how it's uh, it's gone that way. Whereas some a lot of the others are getting repressed and remade. It's funny as and, well yeah. how
0: much of having a success on the Northern Soul scene is about luck. It's about someone picking up the record and playing it and the being in the right spot.
2: I, I don't know. It's lovely. It's kind of like this. Um, I don't know this romance in a way where you know you bring something in and you give it a new audience and. It's back to life. Well, like it's it's a, it's a great story.
1: Yeah, and, and it, apparently, and more so in in the likes of Melbourne than than here in Newcastle. We don't seem to be able to find a real soul following it here in Newcastle. But well, maybe Melbourne's that, got a great Melbourne's got a great soul scene. Soul scene. Um, but a lot of the young ones now are getting into Northern Soul. They've yeah. been exposed to the film and the and the music, and even now, you know, some of the young ones when I'm playing at the tennis bar, they say, ah, oh, that's the best music. But the good thing about it, most of the most of the Northern Soul records are about two minutes, two and a half minutes long. And now, <laughs> nowadays, youth and you for pardon the expression—you know, that's probably all they can concentrate on for, yeah. or you know, two and a half minutes. Yeah, we'll they're like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> got, got no time seven, for that. Seven and a half minutes <laughs> and blow one <laughs> Wanking on, it's yeah, like just yeah, straight up. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it, you know. It, 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 you know, who wants to listen to that? Two and a half minutes, boom! Yeah, bang, bang, bang. And it, uh, you know, and it, and it's, it's up, it's up tempo soul most of it, you know, or up tempo yeah. music. Um, four four beats to the bar and Mm. remember I said I didn't have a musical bone in my body so if that's wrong I apologise it's totally okay because
0: I think you and Pointy have something totally in common like Pointy plays a little bit of guitar but mostly is a music appreciator but he's one of the most passionate people about like into music that I know and you're the same like maybe you don't play maybe you don't know the terms but you Feel it in
1: your body, and you know it. Yeah, yeah. So I say it's four beats to the bar, and, and you know, and, and so it's some tempo in most of cases, and they call you know, stompers in a lot of cases. On the Jumpers and floor fillers, you know, they get up and they stomp, you know. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, and then there's some floaters as the night, you know, as the night sort of webs away as you know, get towards eight o'clock in the morning and uh, time for chucking out, you know, they have the floaters and they're probably all trying to come off with the girls. And, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they get, they get a bit slower, like, you know, so, um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's an amazing scene. Um,
0: it amazes me, in just looking through the top 500 as well, how there are, like, A lot of really well-known artists, but the ones in the top 500 aren't their biggest hits, or are nowhere near their biggest hits. And it kind of is that thing about it being the lesser-known ones that got popular.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you've got people like the the Four Tops, the Temptations, Mm. uh, Supremes are in there. The, The Pointer Sisters are in there. But most of the songs that are in there are not the ones that were the biggest sellers. So the one exception being Marvin Gaye ain't no mountain high. Correct, and that always goes down well. Whenever I play it, it, always Everyone lo- loves Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. Right? Oh yeah, I mean it's. Beautiful but that would have been one of his earlier things, still, like it's 1967, somewhere around there. Yeah. So it
2: probably wasn't his like peak like commercial. Wise, surely,
1: uh, it was round about that time. Round right huh? about that time, yeah. Mid- Argentina, uh, yeah. Turner in there, but it's more dust my brooms in there. Argentina, Turner, and, yeah, I can't even yeah. so, and it, it's that, that's more of a sort of uh, blues type stuff. So there's a crossover between blue Etta James is in there, you Etta know. Then, yeah. Seven Day Fool, Tell Mama, you know. Yeah, really good, you know, pounding beat. I tell you what was well, what's also interesting is not necessarily in the top 500 but you know a couple of australians were actually um were big on the northern soul scene in england like who doug parkinson was one newcastle lad doug the guy
0: that sings dear prudence by the beatles yes yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: back in the late 60s early 70s kind of it would have been early 70s probably um the motown spinners as opposed from the folk, the Liverpool folk group, the Spinners, yeah. <laughs> going back to folk, um, <laughs> the, the Motown Spinners had a song called "I'll Be Around." So, actually, probably towards the late seventies, I think. Um, so they had this song "I'll Be Around," and Doug Parkinson made a version of it. Same thing again. A DJ found his version of it and said, "Oh, here's a song made famous by the Motown Spinners. Try this version." And the northern soul scene in the north of England, they preferred Doug Parkinson's to. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, you know. Uh, Marsha Hines, uh, not in the top 500. Don't let the grass grow. It. It's on the album uh, Marsha Shines. She um, yeah, yes. Yeah. And another one was uh, Judy Street. I have and I don't no know if idea you, who
0: that is.
1: Can you, do you know the song Chow Baby?
0: I think yeah.
1: I do. Actually. Ciao, baby. You might have, you might have heard it all these years. Anyway, Judy Street. This was once again, 60s, 70s. And on the B side of that was a song called What? And it was a real up tempo song. And yeah. the Northern Soul scene latched onto that as well. Oh. So, yeah, yes, it uh, doesn't go down to well I want to play it over here. But, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but it's very strange, actually. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, In all
0: the ones you're collecting, no. do you find heaps of B sides that you don't know? Yeah. Are they any good?
1: in most cases
0: no <laughs> <laughs> that's why it was the B song <laughs>
1: in most cases no uh, Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing with, uh, with, with a lot of the Northern Soul stuff I suppose it's uh, surprising artists and surprising songs you know, there's, yeah. uh, you know uh,
0: Paul Lanker Paul Anker, yeah. Paul
1: Anker has two songs in the top 500. Now, you wouldn't he expect... He is
0: not... He's, I would he never would, you, know. yeah,
1: So, there was this sort of crossover in there. So, if the beat was there yeah, and you didn't tell people who it was and they got up and danced to it, well, yeah, you it know... Could it could become it, popular yeah. and it really and, didn't matter who it was. Yeah, that's right. Frankie is another one. Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. Now, who, yeah. would, who would have ever thought that Frankie Valli would have hits in the Northern Soul scene? Yeah. But he did. He had a song called The Night, which went down... And, and funnily enough... It was the first record we recorded for uh, for Motown when Motown closed down their very famous Detroit operations mm. and went across to Los Angeles, which was probably doomed. But you know it, it didn't do it. It was when Barry Gordy was struggling and yeah. things weren't going quite right, and he moved the operation across to Los Angeles and they signed up Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, mm. who had had their own problems, and yeah. he made a couple of records for uh, Mo West, as it was called at the time. One was The Night and. Um, what was the other one? I can't think of the other one. There was another one there was Begging that was made by a, a British band as well. So Begging that the four seasons made a mm. a hit of. It was covered by a British band that was big in the Northern Soul scene. Um and I just can't think of the other one which I really like at the moment and huh? it's annoying me that I can't think of the um that I can't think of the name of the song now. But uh yeah, it's uh, so Frankie Valley had a few hits that were uh, big on the Northern Soul scene too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: What I do love about this book though is if you're getting into something, Northern Soul, rock music, whatever, 500 songs of two-minute, three-minute songs, you can get into. That's if terrible. someone hands you a book of these are the 1,001 albums or 1,000 albums you need to listen it's, to, yeah, yeah. No, where are you ever going to get time to do it's that? too much, isn't it? Yeah. But this, and generally speaking, they're all fairly uplifting, fun-sounding songs to listen to, so it's not... A labor to listen to
1: no that's You can right. put it
2: on and y- enjoy yourself
1: yeah i mean well I'm, my wife goes crazy she she usually works a bit later than me and uh, <laughs> um so, so i get home and if i'm making the tea i've got a glass of shiraz and i've got a northern soul song going on the on the uh, record player you know and i've got more than one i, I usually get through about 20 or that's so that's excellent well, of course, you're making the dinner it could be a chore hold on, hold it, it could be a ch- chore can't it making dinner How's but if you've got
0: how much dinner? making are you getting flipping two-minute yeah. records? Like two-minute record, flip it, two-minute record, change it.
1: Oh, you've got to be light on your feet. I'm, I am getting better at my dancing. Serious, yeah. <laughs> and I'm of course, we've a... got the wooden floors, so Ooh. I've got my You've got the talcum powder out. Okay. <laughs> no, you can't around the kitchen. Nah, she, she wouldn't
2: allow me to do that. It's <laughs> so, so funny
0: as well, because yeah. last week's episode uh, on Baz Lerman with Peter Dantley, she was talking about... Um, during one of the dance scenes to film it, they had to pour Coca Cola over the floor and let it dry so people didn't slip. Oh, so, now, now it's the, exactly the opposite. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But yeah. now, like, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. So,
1: <laughs> so yeah, so I'm collecting. Um, so anyone's got a Norman Soul collection they want to sell, well, that <laughs> could be the man. And this, and this is you know, the other. Uh, my, uh, my wife's going crazy I mean, She said this record collection is growing out. No, no, no. Now, now I've had to admit now that it is, and is. Uh, yeah. You're building it.
2: extensions to your house. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess I better admit now.
1: But she can't have a go at me, you see, because... She manages an antique center, so she, so she deals she gets with it. collectors, and she knows she what collectors have to say. I'm sorry, I've now become a collector. I can't help it. I am addicted. Until you wanna
0: go minimalist,
1: I'm not. <laughs> yes,
2: but sir. I think, it, well, it sounds like anyway, from the education I've received tonight, that it's also things, things that you in could dive- find in a bulk cell, like if someone's getting a rear record, they might not even know what they have. No, no, no. And that's probably the beauty of it. If you find something, it could just be by chance. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I, I, I was in Coffs Harbour not so long ago and we came back round towards Southwest Rocks. I can't even remember Sam where Cook. it was. What. And it was, yeah, Sugar Dumplings in there, Sam Cook's in there. Um, so, um, so there are some famous names.
0: By the way, I loved it. Like, you're not even looking at what side of the book I'm looking at, and you knew exactly which song
1: I was looking at. Sorry, do <laughs> So I'm in this country shop in the middle of nowhere between Coffs Harbour and Kempsey, and I was thumbing through some vinyl and then, you know, and I, and I come up with stuff and I can't remember what I came up with, but it was, you know, it, it's stuff that... It was good. Yeah, you know, it might be Pointer Sisters records something <clears> like that that no one knew was hitting North and South. And I go, Ooh, well, having that thank you two dollars, yes. No, no, no. <laughs> I just
2: imagine you taking this book with you everywhere you go. Well, I don't oh, know he doesn't need or, to, he's got it in his head. is it just in, an imprint? No,
1: it's not actually because I go into, I, I now go into the record shops and, and of course my collection is getting bigger and bigger and I look and I go is that one I want or is that oh and I'm thinking I should have the book with me so and you've just given me a very good idea because I'm off to the UK next week yeah this time next week I'll be on the plane to the UK and, Jackie Wilson and I'll be in Manchester yeah Jackie Wilson sorry yeah. I'm just like finding names I know Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah so big you know big stars yeah Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and of course he used to go on stage and do the splits yeah you and, do. and that's why the guys were, you know they used to copy him in, in the, with his steps and everything. So I'm gonna. I might take the book, or I might photocopy the list, or something. So and I, just I, the top 500 at a glance. And I'll uh, I'll go in. And there's I've been checking. There's a big uh, record shop in uh, Manchester, <laughs> and we're st- we're staying just outside of Manchester for nine nights, and uh, yeah, awesome. I might make my way into Manchester to this shop and see what I can find in the Northern Soul section.
2: <laughs> you know what would be great to have the list as a checklist. <clears throat> And feel the satisfaction when you tick off the last <laughs> oh, one. Yes, that could be the <laughs> That's case. That's some next yeah. level
0: collecting.
1: Yeah. Two things.
0: I really want to hear the Northern Soul take on Jimi Hendrix's Purple Haze. Yeah. Is it good?
1: I, do you know, I don't... I, I haven't heard it. I was like, well, Purple Haze? Like, Purple Haze. You've, like you've piqued my curiosity now. I yeah. don't even know who sings who it. Who does it?
0: Johnny Jones and the King Casuals. Johnny Jones and the King Casuals. I just Casuals. can't imagine... I can't kind of imagine how Purple Haze would work. Also, being very, very me, I'm sorry, but I have to point out the name of the song by the Dramatics, "Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do."
1: <laughs> what a name! Yeah, they don't write them like that anymore. No, they don't. <laughs> Inky Dinky Wang Dang Do. I'll just cue that one
0: up
2: so that we can, uh, yeah, I hear give that a later. later.
0: Hey, um, Sticky Wonder was never Motown. Um, never, Northern Soul was. He was more Motown. Yeah, Motown.
1: Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. You know, I mean, there was. There was records played when when I was going to the Mardi Gras club in Liverpool. Yeah, there were Stevie records being played. Yeah, Uh, you know, so for once in my life was one that was huge in the mid to late sixties. Yeah, yeah. uh, Because
0: no, I'm uh, Stevie's really. I really love Stevie Wonder. Like I just didn't know if I'd somehow liked norton Stone before.
1: It's a bit more. What's the word? raw northern souls probably a bit more raw see cuz don't forget the yeah. Motown, Barry gordy and motaer he you know they started with nothing and he paid people to groom the artists in the dance steps in the uh, and, and with the girls they groomed him in uh, makeup and all that sort of stuff you know what's what's the word for the the the, the genetic term for that you know manicures and yeah, all yeah, that. yeah and, like, you know so over. yeah you know so they did they did all that uh they had choreographers groom them to do the dance test now it worked it worked and they were be hugely popular yeah and of course some of the some of the low lesser acts Did that? you invite siri to our
0: podcast i think i sat on um, <laughs> yeah I sat on. hello siri hi what, well, what is do. Northern Soul? Oh well, well let's <laughs> see. Sir. Siri, what is Northern Soul?
1: All right, here's what I got.
0: You can't just use excuses and look on the internet. You've got to know, otherwise it's not. Yeah, it's not a thing. All right, I'm putting you back in my pocket now.
1: Okay. So yeah, say like so some of these DJs in they were they were going off to America and they were finding warehouses yeah. full of stuff and said so, right. And they took it back, and, you know, and, and quite often what they did was to, they, they put a record on and, they, and say, this is by, and I'll use a name, Moses Smith. Mm. Now, there was no such person as Moses Smith. Mm. I can't remember the name of the artist. And, and there is one in there, Girl Across the Street by Moses Smith, but no one quite knows if that was his original name because one of the DJs brought it back. You'll like this one, <laughs> he's put it on. Because the, what they didn't want was the other DJs picking up the song Yeah. How do you see, so... <laughs> they thought, but how has the that's... song ever
0: become popular?
2: Yeah, you, I was just thinking, like, so there's probably a fair few of these artists that never really got any commercial kickback from the success of their songs.
1: No, probably, well, no, um, the, 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 so my Frank Wilson that song that's the most popular um, he didn't know that it'd been popular in the 60s 70s 80s in the UK oh, till, till about 20 years later really and they invited him over for a uh, um, what's it a, a revival sort of thing you know so no, he hold said, on a second Morrissey
0: Shushu,
1: <laughs> Cat Bell. sorry continue
2: I feel like between the cats and the baby
0: <laughs> 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 it's down home isn't it yeah. It is. Yeah. Sorry, do continue?
1: Yeah, he yeah. invited him over. Yeah, so uh, and, and he's gone. So that song that I wrote all those years ago—you mean people liked it? <laughs> they didn't even know that people liked it, and, he's, and it was a hit in England, and, and it wasn't really a hit as such, but it was big on the Northern Soul scene, so yeah. it, it had a, a modicum of success. And, uh, and he said, "Well, no, what? It never, it never got released in the in the US. Only Not two, right. only two Presses were actually made, and one of them made their way over. That's to amazing! He
0: finds out he's got all
1: these fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In fact, it, in that book that you're thumbing through right now, he's written the foreword to it. So, <laughs> oh, you, cool. yeah, you might want to read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. last yeah. night and the pips. Yeah, see, we yeah, have famous names. um Four beats of the bar, you know. But not the not the biggest hits. You, you know, there's a great song by Marvin Gaye in there called "Love, Star- Love Starved Heart." Like it nearly came out yeah. with a Liverpool accent then uh, Love Starved Heart is killing me. And it was one of those that was just layers and acetate on the floor for years and years. And then someone's gone, gone in and gone, What's this one? Blimey, that, that's great. That's bloody great, that one. Let's let's release that. And, but it's only the Northern Soul fans that really picked up on it.
0: Gloria um, Jones, Tainted Love, is that the original of the soft that's Cell? That's the original. Is that
1: the yeah. original original? The original original. Yes, yes. So um, Soft Cell, Mark Olmond, the lead singer for Soft Cell, yeah, he was a big Northern Soul fan, and he and he used to go as a teenager dancing to Northern Soul, and oh, he said when awesome. I form a band, he said I'm going to. Um, I'm going to record a Northern Soul song. And the, the one that he chose was Tainted Love. Yeah. Right. And, and did it almost uh, exactly as the original, very, very close to yeah, the original. Yeah. And the second one that he released was the song What, which I just mentioned before, yeah. which was recorded by the Australian Judy Street. Yeah. Huh? Interesting. Gloria Jones, did you know she was the driver of the mini the, where Mark Boland was a passenger oh. in when he died? Gloria was the yeah was his girlfriend at the time yeah. Away. that's insane.
2: So the northern soul scene must have had a pretty or well, like by the sound of it a pretty big influence on the Manchester scene in the 80s like with stone roses and happy mondays mm. that's sort of it's same sort of vibe like trying to do madness this, don't fit yeah. in there
0: do they they do fit in there no? yeah,
1: they, well you've got the sort of crossover with the mod culture and the you know northern soul mod you know so i was probably when I, Molder, I was probably more of a mod so you know we we were getting into a bit of ska and reggae and that at the time as well yeah, you know so um So there was a bit of a crossover there. So, yeah, it's a bit like that. But, you know, madness went more into your... into your uh, scar yeah right? yeah, they yeah. Did. And, then, and the, and the mods sort of follow them as well yeah
0: madness yeah. is the only kind of form of scar i can stand i'm not a huge fan of scar but i do like
1: madness my says it does a head in <laughs> <laughs> it belongs with the folk i've got a yeah i've got a bit of reggae and scar and that you know and it's just, oh i can do reggae yeah yeah yeah, do yeah, scar. yeah 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 so, well, it does my head in that, you know so well, yeah I, th- I think that could be my um life's Sort of work when I retired in a couple of yeah. years' time. So I've probably got about a hundred of the top five hundred now. So I'll see if I can get the rest of the. See if you 500. can complete the five hundred. The trouble is, there are a lot outside the five hundred I like as well. You see, yeah, you know, and you hear them, and you go, "Oh yeah, I want a bit of that. I love that one." You know, so it it it's like wine. You know, no one can tell you what you should like. You know, it's maybe uh,
2: the retirement project can be your top one hundred. Which is a uh, picking oh, all yes. of it and you could write your own story. Oh You've got a great story. Oh, yeah. Like you, <laughs> you missed out on it at story. the time. You yeah. Do. Came yeah. back to like that's a it's a great story. <laughs> like tonight I've been lapping up that story, so yeah. other people probably would.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's how I missed out at the time and then I, I started digging into it and say, so, Oh gee, I wish I'd have been in England during this time <laughs> But then of course I mean when I was in England I was a professional footballer. So A lot of the northern soul, scene, you know, and and we used to play Saturdays in them days. There was no Sunday games or anything like that. So of course, we went out Saturday nights and we went to the Mardi Gras Club in Liverpool. And a lot of occasions, a lot of some of these guys were um, were appearing live. They used to get them there live. Yeah, Jimmy Ruffins in there, Uh, James and Bobby Purify. Uh, who else did we see there? Johnny Johnson and the Bandwagon breaking you down. You know
0: why I'm loving these names. These are amazing names.
1: <laughs> yeah, Johnny Johnson and the Bandwagon breaking down the walls of heartache. We used to see all these banners. Mary Wells, my guy. Now that Mary was a big Wells. one. Yeah, you know um, that was one of the early early um, dates that the wife and I had at the yeah. Victoriana Club in oh, Liverpool. That's awesome. And uh, so you know, so we used to see all these people, and I'm thinking, you know, they tried if, if, her
0: in if, the Detroit Wheels.
1: Oh, yeah, me trying to break out. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how can it be bullshit?
0: How can it be bullshit to state a preference?
1: <laughs> so,
0: it all comes back to high fidelity.
1: High fidelity, well, it's a bit, there's a bit of that, isn't it? You know, and uh, top five Motown songs or top five Northern Soul songs, or well, maybe top that's maybe uh, that's
0: where we start winding up, like because you brought. Like that's the thing about collecting vinyls as well. It's it's not like streaming. It's like a finite number of things yeah, that you yeah. have to play from. Yeah. Yeah. Give me your top five Northern Soul records oh, from your collection. I was it's gotta be ones that you have.
1: I was dreading you asking me that.
0: Yeah, you were dreading that. Um, it's gotta be ones you have. Oh, in the same respect as that. Folks, he was talking with his hands. To hear that prospect he's like rubbing his head with <laughs> his hands, like scrunching his face.
1: I knew you were gonna ask me that and I should have been prepared really, <laughs> shouldn't I? Um, well obviously Frank Wilson's Do I Love You Indeed Idea was gonna be up there.
0: Yeah, we can we can give it in no no particular order if you like. Yeah. Um, if that's the hard bit.
1: Yeah. Um Oh shit. <laughs> Marvin Gaye, Love Starved Heart, I really like it. It seems to be the ones that have got a real pounding beat that, are, that, yeah. that I like the most. Um, the Velvet Letts, I've Got to Find Me Somebody, is there. Two. One that I bought, a, a Motown song, Earl Van Dyke, that I bought probably 67, 68, 69 in the UK, and I use it as like as my signature tune now, and, and it is a tune, it's just an instrumental six by six. Yeah. Uh, and I, and, it's, and when my daughters come to the nights when I'm DJing, and they might be elsewhere, and they might be off having a smoke somewhere or something. Yeah. And, and as soon as they hear 6 by 6 they appear on the dance floor, and uh, and that's all so this Is that four? I think yeah, that's four. That's got four. One
0: more.
1: <sighs> <sighs> it's a toss It's picking children. Yeah, <laughs> it is, that is isn't it? It's not finding <laughs> one, it's calling them. Yeah. Um, Oh, there's a few uh, there's, there was one made not so long ago actually and it, um, and, it, and it was one of the DJs who became a record producer and he wrote and produced this song and he got one of the old Northern Soul acts back into the studio a guy by the name of Sidney Barnes and I actually played it on the ABC one we yeah. were doing a music thing not so long ago and it's called Standing on Solid Ground and, uh, and that's really really good and that's sort of what they call modern soul and I think yeah. it's a toss up between that and the velvetets I've got, <laughs> I've got to find me somebody you know so yeah. Yeah, so there's six for, for your you five did, you did well yeah. I'll like well, no, just go through so, so yeah. many There's heaps of them. I just love them yeah. we could
2: just do this set, an update each week <laughs> what are the top 5
1: well you know I do be set at the terrace bar two sets at the terrace bar you know so I've got about 40 records to play and I've in that time and I got... And the hardest part is knowing what to leave out. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I, I, I want to play it for me. Damn right you do. <laughs> See, that's the thing, you know, like you're doing what you're doing
0: cooking at home just for an audience. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. But, like, brain, train of thought.
1: thought. Sorry, <laughs> hamster, yeah. hamster Will. I was
0: going somewhere, come back to me.
1: Yeah, now, sir, you play it off. Like you say, I'm doing I'm doing the cooking and I've got my glass of Shiraz. I've got my records yeah. on. I'm dancing around the room and you know, stirring the uh, spaghetti or whatever it is I'm making. Yeah. And d- dancing to it while I'm going. And then when I got the terrace bar, and of course dancing there as well. And you know, he said, right, "What are you putting on?" And I, I put something on me. Oh, I've not heard that one before. Yeah, and I put it on for me, you know. And he's like, oh, you. and then the next time I go there, <laughs> and he and he's on and he plays it. And I go, damn, <laughs> I was going to play that. <laughs> yeah, so, so
0: that's that's the thing I was thinking as well. While while it's back in my head, I think that part of the reason, apart from the fact these songs like are unknown classics, is that you're getting a lot of younger people going, oh, wow, I really love this song. It's because pop music is sort of starting to edge back towards soul elements even like within Amy Winehouse, Tone Horns, Sharon Jones yep, and the Dap Kings, yep. Mark Ronson, it's uh, starting to edge in elements of soul and elements of organic stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah, but I don't, it, it, it's pure, it's, you know, there's not a lot of uh, uh, what, experimentation in there, I suppose, it's, mm. you know, it, Northern Soul and Soul in general is about life, love and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and that's basic isn't it and that's yeah, uh, it you, you know and, and some of the stuff you, look I was in the I don't go to the gym these days because my body doesn't let me but <laughs> about 12 months 18 months ago I was in the gym and they've got the whatever it is you know the record uh, the, um, the music station the on the yeah. yeah the music station on the telly oh on the telly yeah yeah and, 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 and the singer comes on and I, I think it might be in the, in the top 500 there but the song Let the Good Times Roll now, many, many artists have recorded this song, Let the Good Times Roll. Bunny Sigler, Coco Taylor, blues version. But, you know, growls it out and it's a great version. But um, So Let the Good Times Roll. So this singer's on there in his white suit and coloured and He's singing Let the Good Times Roll. And I'm going, oh, great! Hey, what a good old song this is. You know, when I'm doing my workout and everything. And then this bird comes on and she starts rapping. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake. And then someone else come on. And they did like a death camp version. And I've gone, why didn't you just sing the flame in song? They had three versions of it in one song. I said, just let the song go. I said, you'd be far more popular. But that's me. I'm an old man. But so here's, no, no, here's
0: the thing, though. You're, it, it's making something accessible to people that are normally listening to a certain type of thing. If you start weaving elements of other genres or of classic songs into a more mainstream pop or hip hop, Genre That's what That's what gets you into stuff the, well, it, It's the, throw
2: in the net You're not going to catch everyone They'll be no, They'll well, be they'll a couple, couple yes. But then goes Oh I'll go check out Some other versions of yeah, that Yeah that's right yeah. Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. A, it's a fact yeah. to catch a mackerel The old saying isn't it Yeah so as you say throwing the remember, net I
0: remember I remember like When I was 13, 14 I, I'd be singing some stuff With samples in it And my mum says I know that song I'm like how do you know how that you song know.
1: Yeah yeah That's right exactly. All it takes yeah. is that Small
0: conversation
1: Yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's all coming around again. So, hopefully, uh, I can be at the uh, the forefront. You never know, man. Have a new career and make a fortune. (laughs) (laughs) Making a playing goal song. All right, so to wind it up, where can people come see you, DJ? Terrace Bar, uh, usually once a month. So, um...
0: what do they look for to find you?
1: What do they look for? The, find the, the, the old guy, the old guy, <laughs> <laughs> the old guy in the hat, usually. in the it like, a, like Saturday's
0: Got Soul kind of. Saturday Sat-
1: Sat- Got Soul is what we are. Yeah, Dan uh, Dan Phelan is the uh, is is the leading light in Saturday Got Soul, and uh, I love going and helping Dan. He just organises it, and I love going and helping him. And sort of like a yeah, just a part time player for him. So <laughs> if you're
0: into soul, you're into going out and drinking some beer or some whiskey. If you're into dancing. Or if you're a vinyl fetishist and you just want to watch like DJs play vinyls on record... But don't get too close. Well, that's true. Don't get too don't close. No with your beer. Um, all of those things are on offer, as is Phil. Um... On not offer. Sound, Whoa, that, that did not terrible. sound good. That did not sound good. <laughs> we should not pimp our guests. DJing. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've, we've had offers of uh, of weddings and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. It, yeah, yeah, I don't quite know how to go down because uh, we do get some strange requests sometimes. So yeah,
0: that would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: um, where can people find us? Uh, lots of places, um,
2: but yeah, pretty much if you just uh, check out splittingcases.com, that has links to all sorts of stuff, and we'd also really appreciate it if you rated us and gave us a review on iTunes. That would be, really help That'd be this real out.
0: nice. It'd be, be good. We like them.
2: Yeah, that'd be great.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice. So Thank do you. it. Thanks for coming on, Phil. Thanks, I, Phil. My pleasure. Yeah,
1: lovely. Sweet.